You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio. Talk 24-7. Thrilling Thursday with the motivator Jazzy G. Morning coffee with the motivator Jazzy G. Featuring Cheryl Star. Cheryl Star. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Morning Coffee with yours truly, the motivator Jazzy G. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7, the station with heart on iHeart. And today, beloved, is Thrilling Thursday. That's right. It's a Thrilling Thursday. I almost messed that up, but it's Thrilling Thursday, y'all. And you know why it's a Thrilling Thursday? Because, you know, Cheryl Star gets a thrill on her Blueberry Hill on every Thrilling Thursday. She gets a thrill on, y'all. All right. So, without a doubt, my partner in crime... The funny bone lady, the one that gets you going on a thrilling Thursday. <laughs> She's the incomparable Cheryl Star. Twinkle, twinkle, it's Cheryl Star. What up, Star? What's up, Jazzy G? Twinkle, twinkle, my soul motivators. Yes, it is thrilling Thursday, and I am ready for the hill today. See y'all on the hill in a little while, so we can chill. <laughs> So motivated, y'all let me down. Y'all let me down. So motivated, I just knew y'all was gonna send me pictures of stuff. No, 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 we get we took bills. We took we signed the we signed the NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Non-disclosure <laughs> Oh man! Now I'm gonna call you. I have to call some of y'all sold out motivated. <laughs> A flip of a lip will sink a ship. We don't sink no ships on Blueberry Hill. We climb mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I feel y'all, I feel y'all, I still love y'all, I still love y'all. <laughs> hey, but we can't get this party started without this man right here. He's the glue to keep us all together, that's right, he's the smooth operator, he's the percolator. That's right, he's the matchup king. He got all those titles, that's right. He got more titles and personality. <laughs> but he's my favorite Puerto Rican. <laughs> he's DJ Nelson, the maestro. What up, Nelson? What up, Jazzy G? Good morning, Nelson, you mashed up king. Hey, star. <laughs> yeah, right. hip-hop, baby. That's right. Hey, we're going to have some fun this Thursday hey, on the morning coffee and everything. Yes. That Nelson, he's going to go in today, all right? You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, it's time to go that's in right, on the block right. party on this Thursday here, man. Because this is the end. You know what I'm saying? This right here, we, we're we in a whole new month now. We're in December now. It's all about Christmas now and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Thanksgiving's ended. And, and you better not be eating leftovers anymore now. Gift-giving month. Gift-giving month. You're, giving you're, month. you, you you're going to just have diarrhea, all right, after this time. So I know you're on something new. <laughs> right, you better been a while ago. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to have some fun today. Like, again, this is a whole new month and everything. And, and it's, it's going to be it's party time now. Don't, don't you agree, Star? Yes, don't indeed. Yep. Don't you agree, that's, Nelson? That's, All right. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, crew. Let's have some fun on this within Thursday today and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? So, so this is all good. So, so stop. Yes. I know you got some good housekeeping and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, things been going on <laughs> in the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, let's let's get into some housekeeping. You ready for that? 
Let's do it. Let's do it. It's time to get to some housekeeping. Okay, so what you got for housekeeping today? I got a couple of things. Well, first, I want to say uh, for the Soul Motivators, folks that's in New York City, last week was the lighting of the Rockefeller tree, the Rockefeller mm-hmm. Center Christmas tree. Um, being that mm-hmm. we getting ready for the Christmas season, like Jazzy G mentioned, if y'all are in New York, folks, I want y'all to head down to Rockefeller Center and check out the tree. It's always a beautiful in New York towards the uh, holiday time because New York is lit up, you know, Times Square to Rockefeller Center. You know, people like my cousins from Detroit, they're coming up because they love New York. You know what they call New York? Uh, Mini Vegas. (laughs) 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 Because, you know, Las Vegas is always lit up and they always say, oh, you know what Times Square reminds us of? Mini Vegas. We're coming down to see the tree. So, um, some motivators for those of you that are in the New York area, if you're planning on coming to New York, make sure y'all stop by there and you know get some pictures down there. It's a good family, a family event day. And go when it's when it's just getting a little little dark, a little dark because the, the lights look really pretty as always. Have you seen it now? Have you seen what they've done? The yes. New Rockefeller Center. Oh my yes. God! So motivated. I just gotta big it up. You know what I'm saying? It, we're not being paid for this or anything like that, but it, it it's beautiful. I mean, yeah. they did a they did a remarkable job on Rockefeller Center and everything, where the tree is and the skating ring and I yeah. mean, it's just uh, oh my God! It's dope. It's dope. I was like, man, you know, I, my kids need to be little so I can take them. But <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to get grab up my granddaughter, the middle one, because she's only eight. You know what I'm saying? She appreciate the baby. He ain't gonna know what he's looking at. So, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> but it, we, we gotta check it out. You gotta check it out. It is, it's remarkable. They did a fantastic job. You know what I'm saying? One fantastic job down there. So you gotta check it out, definitely. Yes, yes. And another housekeeping, you know, I want to move it, move it on over to another city, another state, in Atlanta, in Buckhead. Uh, so apparently, a nightclub posted a flyer that Ti rapper Ti Tip Harris and his son um, King Harris was supposed to be at this nightclub, and they did it in a you know right following the viral post of Ti and his son. Uh, you know, having that little uh, disagreement that went right. viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So they capitalized off that because uh, they've been uh, the talk of the internet. You know, the all last right. week. Yeah, you know, yeah still, that went viral. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, still this week, they're still the talk of the internet. And a lot of the old, you know, clips from Family Hustle is, is resurfacing so people can understand uh, the uh, the act you know the uh, behavior of Ti's son King uh, Harry yeah King, you know yeah, so they yeah, showed the episode yeah. where he was crying yeah, the meltdown and, yeah the meltdown yeah and then the, the women yeah. were babying him like right, and, and yeah, the guy yeah. said do not baby him let him go through it and so you know uh, women you know these baby you know when you're babying these boys and you know Jazzy G we talk about this a lot you know let the boys be raised by the dad. Let yes. them guide them, especially when it comes to discipline. You can't yes. baby them in a in a in a sense of them having challenges in life or them going through things like Ti said. Let him go through it so he can know how that feels, and then yes. he can adjust himself accordingly. But when you yes. baby him, you stop his growth. You stop his his uh 
you know his his challenges and then he he grows up and expect expect to be things to be handed to him you know and that's that privilege you know privilege you right. know like see i yeah. said you you are a super spoon kid because you didn't have to work hard and do nothing for the things that you were born into right you know yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the woman really should. I mean, if you're in a relationship, I mean, you know, when it comes to to, to Ti and, and Tiny, they're together and everything like that. And uh, I know it gets a little difficult when the woman is y'all all there and everything like that. It's, it's hard for her to take her hands off of the child and everything like that. Cause mother, you know, nurturing and everything like that. Right. But but actually, in in reality, you as a woman. When a boy is ten years old, you're supposed to have nothing to do with him, and that's that's the reality. Mm-hmm. It, it's in your scriptures. Too. And he was at, around at that age. age 10, right? Yeah, at, at the age of ten, you the mother that's supposed to have anything to do with him, because in in reality, because even scripturally, at thirteen, that boy is now a man. At thirteen, you know what I'm saying? Scripturally, thirteen is the man. So now the father takes over about when he's ten years old, and then he, then he. Taking the you know saying so he's doing everything that the father does and everything like that because now he's teaching him how to be a man. When a woman holds on to her son, she basically she basically ruins him. She, she ruins him. And and a lot of black mothers are very much guilty of it because a lot of times you're single. A lot of you are single, so you use the, the boy as the the filling. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So yeah, so that that happens. We saw it in the, in the movie Baby Boy. You know what I'm saying the movie Baby Boy explained it a lot. You know, saying what goes on in young men from the beginning, the big beginning of that movie to the end of that movie, it actually was was telling you exactly what was going on in the black community with women raising boys. Right, what happens to them. You know what I'm saying? Right, and, they and, could get spoiled, yeah. and then she couldn't get them. And to it's not right, and it's not possible. so much as the spoiledness of it. It's just that you don't have the tools. You know what I'm saying? And women have to let their ego go and understand you don't have to do. No, I'm saying saying it got difficult for her when she was trying to guide him to be responsible and pay bills and move out on his own. The message, right, when she switched the message on him, he wasn't ready to receive it because Mm -hmm. she let him stay in the house that long. And even when he got the girl pregnant, she gave him the money for him to get the abortion. Go get the abortion, right. Exactly. Right, so it shows you, like, you know, and yeah. when when you do that, that you you start, they start relying on you and expecting it. Like now, yeah. he didn't want to move out and grow up. Right. You know exactly. And now she's arguing with him because she got a man now. You know right. what I'm saying? See, when she right. didn't have a man, it was all good. But now she got a man. She getting that thing thing. Is is it different? It's a different world now. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, but, but what it is is that the, when you alienate. What happens is, in some cases, I'm not saying all cases or even most cases, I, I don't even know the statistics. Um, I, I think Pastor Jeremy had the statistics on this. I'm, I'm going to ask him again about it, too, um, from Further and Fathering. Um, that, you know, um, women that actually push away the father, they actually do things to make it difficult for the father to deal with the son and actually pushing the father away. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, a lot of times we say, oh, this one was the deadbeat dad and this one. But there's this times that men are being pushed away also. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and again, the statistics on, you know, you know, people that are incarcerated, you know, in prison incarceration, you know, the majority of them are of single, single family homes. 
and 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 the majority of that is a single mother home. You know, what I'm saying of incarcerated, most incarcerated um, inmates. And uh, yeah, because what happens is, and, and when they did the numbers, they they say the two parent home and the father of of the head of the household. It you know, what I'm saying it's, it's like the same rate of 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 they says. I don't know if you call it a success story or those who are not incarcerated. You know, what I'm saying, but it that happens because you don't you you feel you can hold on to them. I remember watching a video of a couple that they actually had to exchange their kids at the precinct. And what happened is they got a divorce because he cheated on her. And and the child was produced from that. From, the, mm-hmm. from his cheat. The outside, outside. So now he was exchanging right, so now they're exchanging the boys. And it was two boys. I can't remember if they had twins or a year apart. So they either were twins or Irish twins, because they were very close in age. You know what I'm saying? So they were either twins or Irish twins. So, so now the, the father went and got them a haircut. The mother has a problem that he went and got them a haircut. Okay. So now what else is going on is not only is he dropping them off as an excuse, the little girl is in the car. That's the side piece baby in the car. Mm-hmm. So now that's the real problem. It's not the haircut. The problem is. The side chick baby is in the car. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now she she's going off on him about the haircut. So now he's taping her. He's filming her the whole time. Okay, and the and the, and the woman's mother is there too. So now he's telling her, hey, if she's blocking the car, but he can't pull out. So now, now what what's happening? Also, the, the kids had little little racing cars or whatever like that that he he had brought them or something like that. So he's telling them, don't don't race don't race your car, don't don't rub the car on the on the paint. You know what I'm saying? The car. Then the mother says to them, yes, you can do that. You know what I'm saying? He literally telling them to disrespect their father. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the start of something bad. Okay. Right. Right, so now it, it turns into a big argument. She even gets it because she's heartbroken. I, I understand. I, I understand what's going on with her. When I watched the video, I understand because I, I was piecing it and everything. You know what I'm saying? So, and, it, and it's hard for me to watch some videos and not, you know, break it down because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Dr. Cleo Madonna, <laughs> I blame you because <laughs> that's how she trains us. But, <laughs> and, and so, the the lady mother comes over and tries because he he says to to, to to his ex-wife mother like yo can you come get your daughter and this and this and that so now the mother's co-signing with the daughter like why'd you get their haircut though and this and that and then she said why you get their haircut and that tell me so where the mother's the custodian parent the mix up with, with most women because you're the custodian parent you think you have more say you don't you don't and I, it's times I watch I watch uh, uh, Judge Judy, Judge Judy, and she tells women that constantly. You don't have more say. You just don't. Okay, mm-hmm. you the custodian parent, but you do not have more say. That's not how family court works. Okay, so so, but this woman, and again, because she's heartbroken, she she's making it difficult for him. She literally goes to the car, the side of the window, and start talking to the little girl. And saying to her, "Where's your mother?" And da, 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 da. you get what I'm saying? Like he's, a, and he's yeah. like, "Yo, you gotta stop, stop, like stop." He's trying to stop her. 
You understand? Know so she's waiting for him to try to lose his cool so she can run inside the precinct and say he did something to her. This is what she's trying to do. He goes back into the precinct and, 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 and tells to get them so she can go. So what happens is that the film ends after that because he can't tape inside the precinct. You know what I'm saying? So he mm-hmm. has to stop it. He got to take his camera off so that you don't get what happens after that. You understand what I'm saying? But the whole thing is that these young boys is in the middle of this. And the mother is not caring about them. Okay? She's not. She thinks she is. But she's not. And let me tell you something about young boys with their mothers like that. They know because their feelings are, are involved and their feelings are, are hurt because that, that's breaking their heart. They know how it comes across to them. Mommy didn't care. Mommy didn't care. She, 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 you know what I'm saying? Because she's betraying herself because she's hurt by the ex-husband. And all she's showing is her hurt. You know what I'm saying? And, and, she, and I know she, if she does that, that means she speaks bad about him in front of him. That's another mm-hmm. thing. So they come up with this, they, they're being raised with this resentment. Okay, so now if, he's, now if he don't deal with them as much because he don't want to deal with her headache and he deals with the other baby mama and she's giving him less headache, you know what I'm saying? So now he's dealing with the little girl more. Which is I'm, just saying, I'm just surmising. I'm just surmising right. all this stuff. Right? So I'm just a lot, of, I'm just a lot giving, of times they do that. Right. I'm just giving the scenario. Because again, that you you asking for something that's not, you know what I'm saying, that's in your... Because now a little girl may say to the mother, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know the little boys now. I'm just going to give them a name. They, they Luke and John mother scared me. She was hollering at me, mommy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, say if that say if that side chick is ghetto. You know what I'm saying? Now say if she ghetto. Because the other woman was very proper like sister, like you know, and you know I'm saying? Now say if the side chick was a ghetto chick. You know what she's gonna be she she wanna do now. Now she wanna fight. Now why you why you all in my daughter face and did see how that see how that all comes about? Now the little boys gotta watch that. Now they now they they can't get along. Now they got a little sister that they, they, there's resentment going on. You know what I'm saying? Now they gotta grow up with this. They gotta grow up with burden. They gotta grow up with this 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 monkey on their back. So when they treat women bad, you saying then the mother go, where you learn that from? The dude that 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 that. You know saying now the son's not gonna say I learned it from you because that's not how their behavior is gonna go. They just gonna have a bad behavior. You know what I'm saying? Now, say if the father is, you know, the father stays in their life and, and hopefully and everything, and he's raising, but everything is a counter. And now he say, hey, I want my boys to live with me. And she go, no, I think they gonna stay with me, and this is the net. You know what I'm saying? For what reason? She can't even give a reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No woman can give a reason. Remember in, remember in Boys in the Hood, when Trey went to go live with his father, because Trey kept getting in trouble. But and, she sent him. She sent him because he, because it was a contract. Because she couldn't was, do right. Right, because he, he kept asking right. for him too. Right. He kept asking for him. He's getting in trouble because he needs his. He right. needs the because man energy. Man he needs the right. He needs masculine energy to right. teach him. He cannot learn from the feminine energy because it's not right. his energy. So he needs. And, and that's why it's it's really important because see a lot of black men don't understand that. When they when they break up with the women, they disown the kid, and it hurts the kid because now you're leaving that mother to to give him the wrong information. You know, in some cases, 
it's, it's a lot of times where they disown the kid because they don't want nothing to do with the woman. Well, you, you know, know, 1970s, 1970s men, when they got divorced, they divorced their family. You got a right, lot I, of men. Would you hear a lot of stories of abandoned fathers? I, I have my father in my life much mm-hmm. because those men, that ever of men, when they divorce their family, they got a second family. The, the second set of family usually grew up better than the first set because they divorced their family. You know what I'm saying? And I, I live with a woman that 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 is like that. You know what I'm saying? That that's what exactly happened. With her. But the, you but, right now, right. now it's a little bit different because even the CDC has has you know when they did the report in the study that they found out that black black fathers are way more involved in 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 their child's life than even white fathers, the Asian fathers, Latino fathers. Black men are the leaders because that's a whole different generation. You know what I'm saying? See the generation now that deals with with parenting, they do it different because they deal with because we we have a blueprint of blended families. There's a blueprint. There was no blueprint of blended families back in the sixties and seventies when that was happening with divorce. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because the divorce thing didn't happen to to after the Vietnam War in droves. You get what I'm saying? So because they made it a little bit easier to get a divorce before that, divorce was very hard to come by, very expensive. And very hard mm-hmm. to come by. After the Vietnam War, divorce had divorce rate went up because it was they made it easier and made it more assess- accessible to get a divorce. Okay, and and at that time also, you know, they didn't connect. Uh, well, they have they they didn't connect the, the child support wasn't connected the way it is now as as. Uh, as um, they say, retrievement of money or whatever, whatever like that. It was just connected strictly with the family court at that time. It was strictly with family court, and in, in, in the divorce decree, there was the you know what what the woman get in the divorce, and then what the children get in the divorce, and then it was just like that. But it's and, even worse if it wasn't a marriage, you know, uh, right. with, with, so, with, with the families that well, weren't married. Like I'm just talking well, about baby daddies. Right. Now, now families that weren't married. Now to be honest, that's that was. If you talking, if you talking pre-Vietnam War, that's slim. No, no, I'm I'm not talking. I'm not talking number. way back then. I'm just talking about yeah. over the years of these right. baby. So mama. Not right. I'm saying after the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and, and then also what rose after the Vietnam War was called shacking up. They introduced the, the word shacking up. That's mean living together. Right. Being that's married. right. The older term. Right. right. So that right. came. Right. So that came. And then now, you know, saying so. Didn't and now together. they don't even live together. It's just like you get pregnant, and in the baby mama term came in the twentieth century. Oh, it was your baby right, mama because, because the baby mama, right, right, because when and that came about because the whole the whole feminist movement kind of feminist movement actually created the baby mama. That's what created the baby mama. And and you baby mamas, y'all should go get your money back from feminism. Baby mamas and baby daddies. Because you, you was you were hoodwinked on that one. You got the, you got the raw end of the raw end of the stick on that one. The raw end of the deal on that one. Because <laughs> those women that were selling you that dream, they were all married. The, the, you know what I'm saying? The, the Miss Claire's and the auto. No, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Cosmo. that. 
I'm talking about the men that didn't stick around when the girls got pregnant. That the baby daddies, baby moms. Right. See, now that's another generation, right? So right, that's what I'm that's saying. Through 20- the generations, right? So right. by the 1980s came around. By the 1980s came around, pre or during the crack era. Now they didn't stick around. Okay, they didn't stick around. Why right. they didn't stick around? Because they daddies didn't stick around. Right, when they right. daddies divorced their mama, they got a whole new family, and then and then things change. So those men now, it right. was, now it was getting slimmer for men to marry the, the woman that he, he got pregnant. Because pre that, when you got a woman pregnant, usually the father would step up and be like, yeah, okay, you're marrying my daughter. Right. You get what I'm saying? So now if there's not a father there that's going to step up and say, hey, marry my daughter, then the man wasn't doing it. So, so right. in the 1980s, it wasn't doing it. So now, now, now you have these children that are growing up. That's not even a part of a marriage. Like you even saw that in in um, New York Undercover. Remember, little G had the problem. He was going to school, and he had a big problem that his mother and father was never married. You know what right. I'm saying? So because right. because because um um uh, oh man, what's his character? William's character, right? The cop. He was saying to Malik him, "Will you?" You're with character, right? He was saying that, well, gee, you go to school with plenty of kids that's divorced and come from divorced homes and this and that. He said, yeah, dad, but they were divorced. They were married and got divorced. You and mom wasn't even married. I came about on some farm dish. You know what I'm saying? He ain't cursed, but you know what I mean? But that's what his, you know what I'm saying? So he understood what happened that y'all wasn't even in love. Y'all was just up Y'all was lusting You know what I'm saying And I came about And then you didn't even Stick around type of thing like You didn't think they, they, You didn't even marry her Type of thing Give it what I'm saying And he felt He felt that emptiness So, so pre Pre Vietnam war The men were still Marrying the women That they were knocking up As they say Get what I'm saying Because right. that, that was called That was called The honorable thing to do And they called it Making the woman honest That's They used to call that honest Right, the make an honest, honest woman out of her. Make an honest, honest woman out of her. That's because right, because now she was right, because she was married. You get what I'm saying? So right, because because even they like, say when my brother was born, when my brother and my sister was born, because my mother had them as teenagers back in the 1940s. My brother, and my sister, my oldest brother, and my oldest sister didn't even have birth certificates because you know birth certificates didn't, didn't start until it, it came in between World War II and the Korean War. So they had to birth something. It, it, it wasn't even called birth certificates before this. If you if you weren't married, because only if well if you wasn't married and you had a child, you could not get a birth certificate. Get what I'm saying? Only the married couples got birth certificates. Illegitimate children didn't get it. See now, illegitimate came later. The word illegitimate came later. You know what they were called before illegitimate? Bastards. The, Bastard. That's right. That's right. And black people have a big problem with the word bastard because every slave child that was born was called a bastard. Why? Because most of those children, uh, if uh, the richer the plantation owner were, those children were born by maybe three men. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they had, there were many called fucks. Denzel Washington. There's a Washington in Glory. Remember in Glory? When yeah. he ran away and they beat him, he had the one tear. 
Right, Denzel Washington was a buck on the plantation. That was his first was, Oscar. That was his right, that was his that was his job to have sex with the with the slave women. He was a slave that that's why he thought he was all that, because he was the buck. That mm-hmm. buck the buck is where the pimp comes from. All right, so motivated. That's where the pimp comes from. The pimp mentality comes from the buck. All right, and that's and and that's why children were called bastards because they they didn't have a legitimate. Because you know, slaves didn't really could get married. They they did it in secrecy. That's where the jump in the broom comes from and everything like that. Just to give you a little history, y'all know the history. I don't have to go through it with you, but and those who don't know it, you can look it up. But again, and it, they even showed it in Roots. You know what I'm saying? Because remember when Bell and and and, and yeah, um, yeah. And Toby got married. They jumped the broom. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. and they had a movie they, called Jumping the Broom. Uh, jump right. That yeah. was like so the slaves weren't allowed to marry, people. so they right. jumped the broom to right. express yeah. their union. Yeah, exactly. So even when my cousin John Mont when he got married on his on his invitation, he said, "Well, we jumped in the broom." You know what I'm saying? And, and me and Deb didn't even do that. We didn't even jump the broom. We was like, "Yo, we we missed out. We didn't do the jump the broom ceremony at our wedding." You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, we I take it over our heads, but um. But it's more, it's, 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 at that time, everybody wasn't doing it as black. You know what I'm saying? Now, everybody's just like, you better jump that broom. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> but, listen, yeah. But, there was no but, um, broom at the top of the World Trade Center, people. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You might have jumped out of the window, but there ain't no broom. <laughs> No, but no, I got one no, more no. housekeeping because uh, okay. I wanted to talk about the viral video that went viral with R. Kelly. Right, right, right. So okay, cool. R. Kelly, do they that, do that. We'll get prison. back. We'll get back to this because I, I wanna, I wanna, I'm, I'm leading up to something too. All right, on on, on the subject matter. Yeah. So, so so keep keep going with the housekeeping stuff. Well, just a, just a viral video, just so motivators uh, because people was talking about you know he's getting his concert in because he was singing. And um, you know, had a group of guys around him, and um, you know, they was they was talking about well, you know at, at least our yeah. <laughs> well, that's true, <laughs> pause. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was it was it went viral because R. Kelly sounds just like himself, like and in you know some of the comments, people were like, you know, he's gonna get his concert in, but he's not making any money for these concerts, you know. <laughs> but he was quite you know he looked like. That you know, sometimes when you're in prison, and we and we, you know, I know I'm pretty sure you have family members that was in prison. I have family members that was in prison, oh, and just visiting prison. A lot of prisoners, uh, the ones that don't want to enslave their mind, they get they do things like if they were outside. You know, you right. you ever seen you seen the movie Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, right? right. Remember when they were all imagining about the boom boom room? The boom boom room, yeah, and, yeah. And, boom, and boom, so, boom. and so, a lot of them, you know, conversations that I've had with people who are in prison, women and men, because you know I know some women who who've done time in prison mm-hmm. as well. I do. They too. always talk about the things that they did. To make them feel like they were on the outside, and so right, you know, right. it, the the years of what R. Kelly got thirty years, right? He got like he got thirty yeah, years. Yeah. So like they're saying that you know he may, you know, be able to do little mini concerts there, and 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 that could be something that he could do in prison or write songs and you know get their opinion. You never know. But the the way he was singing, you could tell that he was. He was singing in a way like he wasn't in prison. He was he was like loud and and passionate in the in the song. It sounded like 
a regular R. Kelly, you know, type of, uh, you know, thing. <laughs> and, you know, people was people was cracking on it and everything. But, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, even Guy Fisher, you know, he's the, he, who spoke at the Harlem Honors, right. said yeah. that he got involved in education. So right. he wouldn't entertain what's going on in prison so he can keep his exactly. mind mindset focused on something else, you know, because you could you could either do the time and die, meaning like, you know, you just become incarcerated mind and everything changes yeah, very, about mm-hmm. you. Or you can keep your mind alive by doing things you love. Like a lot of prisoners get degrees or they get they take up trades and right. um you know and and they be work of humanity yeah right or they or they do that right they do it and then some of them even you know uh become like teachers or preachers to, as well some of them right. have church and they go up there and testify and change right. their life around so just yeah. you know it all depends on you know what what you know how they feel about that incarceration you know yeah uh, but that's bar. what I wanted to talk about. That's the only housekeeping that I didn't get to because I thought sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> it's brand new, ladies and gentlemen, coming to HBO. Orange is the new black, featuring R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to add it. Orange is the new black man. Because <laughs> that was a man's show. Word. <laughs> add the black man. Orange is the new black man. Featuring R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought that was... um. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's stop messing with the horror. And R- he, even got, he even told one of the guys, you don't interrupt me when you know I'm about to do the concert. Yeah, nah, 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 like, that. That's I a regular that. thing. <laughs> like you know better. You talking about concerts and all that? <laughs> you in the jail cell? <laughs> Let him keep that the boom boom room for real. <laughs> it, it'd be the boom boom room. <laughs> or for real. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not laughing at anyone's demise. I'm just saying, you know, I saw the video and I was like, look how right. Kelly go. You know what I'm saying? But Again, you know, saying maybe he may, you know, learn something from this, and then, and again, you know, because you know, when people get, when people get caught, they sorry that they get caught. Right, you, you have gotta make that sure. they're very right. sorry that you know, right, that they didn't stop, and it, it went too far, and they're truly sorry that the harm that they've done to others. You know, Absolutely. I don't know what his his state, right. his mind, his state of mind is, or anything like that. I don't know if he's just, you know, what we saw is him just making the best of his situation. Right, because sometimes yeah. they could be making the best of it. Because you see the caption, it says R. Kelly's having a good old time in prison. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> they 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 rubbing salt in and everything. Right, like right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And 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 again, I, I still you know feel for those victims. Okay, because you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Know, some, yeah, because again, people were hurt. You know, women were hurt with what he did. You know, get what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, and 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 he's paying the price. And you know, he's paying the price. Well, they and, say hurt people hurt people. That's you know, what he I'm was molested. Saying. That's what I'm and that, you know, when that's you the saying. things that he went through as a child, he had all of that childhood trauma that he yeah. thought probably that he could escape through the music. Because sometimes, you know, they the the music they can escape from all the stuff like yeah. Michael Jackson. You know, like he felt. 
that his father was um, too too strict and and you know all that mean stuff that he felt that remember when he used to say your nose is big and you ugly and stuff like that it right. to me it damaged him because you know he he changed his whole look that's why you he changed his look yeah yeah because, yeah, because he, he run away from that right but every time every time it triggered him and he was coming out with a new album he changed his look right and he thought changing his look wasn't just changing his outfit it was changing his face right and i think that you know it it shows that that stayed with him as his child yeah and it became an addiction it it became an addiction for him you know what i'm saying so and and addiction comes from from as i told you it comes from um wow let me get it right addiction actually comes from um the perception and the wow let me get it right man I, i can't even think straight right now because i had two different ideas just now so I'm just interrupting myself <laughs> you know what I'm saying but what what, what addiction is is, 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 a, is a thought pattern that comes from the perception of of, of, of of thinking doing and feeling okay let me get it right thinking doing and feeling so it's a perception of thinking doing and feeling and you think that you, you know you think that's gonna make you feel better you think you're doing the right thing you think because of all the perception of it it's, there's no sense of reality coming to you but you're trying to meet the needs so the the the, the, the six um basic human needs that you have the, the first four that that's the surface one you're trying to meet them you're just trying to meet three of them actually you're trying to meet three of the of those four and you, you're scrambling to, to meet the needs and so you is a delusion going on in your mind that the, the thinking, the feeling, and the doing of, of the drugs or the sex or the or the uh, it could be anything. It, it could be anything. You know what I'm saying? That you know how you call people workaholics. Right. They just get they work all the time. All they do is work, 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 and then they work to the bone, and then they work and they pass out, and they you know what I'm saying? Like even Chris Rock's father, he had the two jobs. He always talk about his two jobs, and you know what I'm saying? He worked himself to death really because. You know what I'm saying? Before long, because he, he didn't go to the to the to the doctor on a regular basis, and and he he just thought he had you know um you know just some stomach pains or, or um uh um heartburn or something like that. And and what it was, it was it was cancer because he he was another one. I think he had um acid reflux and and it and it burned the autophagy inside his stomach and everything like that and it caused the cancer and that's also what happened to um rob Kardashian, the same thing and he was just taking like tums and stuff like that and thinking that he was just having um rob Kardashian um, senior the, the lawyer yeah senior right yeah yeah yeah, yeah the father that's what i'm thinking just the father now if you say right, you know his son is rob Kardashian <laughs> too i know junior right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah okay so all right so the, the father rob Kardashian. you know what I'm saying that's what he passed away from, you know what I'm saying? Because he had stomach cancer, because right. he had acid reflux also, and then it caused stomach cancer because it burned a hole in the, the esophagus of his stomach and everything like that. So the lining of his stomach burned a hole into it, and then it, that's how the cancer came about. You know what I'm saying? So again, you know, let me get my <laughs> let me get my point. That what I'm saying is, so when you when 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 addiction hits us from that delusional part of thinking, feeling, and doing, you know what I'm saying? We, we, it's, it's like a, uh, uh, there's no control. 
there's no yeah, control, like, there's no stopping like, it. It's like it's compul- right, because compulsive and crazy. Yeah, very compulsive, very yeah. compulsive, and you and it and it and it because you because no three knees that you're they they constantly act mm-hmm. they constantly because we have to meet our needs we have to meet our our, our, our basic human needs and we we're gonna meet them positive negative or neutral it's just that's just how it is there's no getting around it so when you're thinking that you know saying because that's why if you notice we always talk about how dope fiends as we call them mm-hmm. always have the greatest story <laughs> they always give you a great story on why they need something from you <laughs> or why they didn't do what they did or something you, you ever notice that because they they have to meet they need so the meeting the need is so is so greater that they are coming with a story that it's just it, it, it is a sound it is unbelievable to you you know what i'm saying because to them it's real you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. to them it's real you know what i'm saying so it's it's, it's so it sounds believable even though it's outrageous <laughs> And you say, and you know, you know, crackhead Johnny's lying <laughs> in your mind. You saying, you know, crackhead Johnny's lying. But then he sounds like, like that could be real though, <laughs> because that's that's how strong it is. You know what I'm saying, and the only way to really, because you you don't really, um, you, you there's no real cure for addiction. As, as say, you don't cure addiction. You have to you have to shift it, and you, you're saying you have to shift it to go. So whatever the negative is, you have to turn it into positive. You know what I'm saying? So it has to be shifted because we, we call it, like, say, breaking habits. Like, there's not such a real thing as breaking a habit. We just use those terminologies. There's no real, you don't really break a habit. You have to shift the habit. So you have to shift it from where, so, so if it's a negative thing, you have to shift it into a positive. So whatever that is. It's just like, just like remember we used, we used to watch the, the, the show Kojak? Oh yeah, yeah. Tell us about it. Tell real life with with pack with smoke. So the lollipop represented the cigarette. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's a mind. Yeah, that's just a, he yeah, needed it's something a, in his yeah. mouth and it had a Right. Just like alcoholics, so they they have right. something to drink, even if it's right. not liquor. They right. they drink a lot. Right. Exactly. And that's why they have a lot of non-alcoholic right. drinks of everything now. They like right. Heineken and all kind of stuff. They have these they have these wines now that's now now non-alcoholic wine. I just had right. I just had one. Um, yeah, they have non-alcoholic beers. Yeah, yeah they have that for years. You know what I'm saying? She yeah. had the non-alcoholic wine and everything like that. So, so there's a lot of things that the, the, the they replace you, it. Yeah, right. It, it's right, exactly, and that's that's just how addiction works because it yeah, like the vaping is now for the cigarettes. Like they try to get right, people to exactly, do exactly. Because cigarettes. again, right? Because because again, nicotine is the is the most strongest drug out there. Mm. Nicotine. So understand that right. nicotine is such a strong drug. They don't really challenge it, <laughs> you know. What I'm saying you have Smokers Anonymous and things like that, and even in my in, in my um, uh, intervention, you know, what I'm saying I deal with with, with 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 giving up smoking and everything like that. I have a whole intervention program on, on quitting smoking and things like that, and I haven't really had a client for that in years. But you know, what I'm saying I have a I have an excellent track record. I have a 100 percent track record. No one that ever been in my program. But not the non-smoking program. I've ever gone back to smoke. That that one person. Okay, so I have a one hundred percent track record of that. But I haven't had a client in that in years now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think the last time I had a client in that 
I think it's when um, before the cancer came back. This is with that. You know what I'm saying? So, and then, but um, I was part of a program that was like a, a Smokers Anonymous program. I got in touch with me and wanted me to um, implement my program into their program. So that was the last. That was the last. Time. You know what I'm saying? But you know, but you know that nicotine is strong. It was addictive. It's strong. It is the strongest. The strongest out of all. Of them. We had clients that, because uh, you know, if insurance, if you smoke, you're gonna pay more. Any mm-hmm. smokers, any yep. any chronic illness. But we had clients plenty of times that say, "Oh, I stopped smoking." And we sent them to get lab tested because for some reason you could tell smokers, you could you could tell, you know, especially smokes, the tobacco, the scent. Uh-huh. You could yeah. tell smokers like if you walk in somebody's house and they are smoker, yeah, you exactly. can tell it. Yeah. Especially yep. if you're a non-smoker. But, yeah. um, you right know, they, way, right they train us yep. to, to, to look at behaviors of smokers and stuff because they try to get over it in insurance a lot. And then once we yeah. send them to get tested, because they, you you know, they will know if your lungs have encountered smoke uh, in the last 24 right? yeah. hours. And uh, most of the time, like 80 percent of the people lie to us. And then some yeah. of them have uh, these patches or some things that. They are <laughs> they are using which is which is good. It's because it shows that they are on the road. Strong, man, nicotine is. But what I'm saying is that it shows that they're on the road to decreasing right. their smoking it's activity, smoking yeah. and they they can pay a less price insurance as yeah. opposed to yeah. somebody just telling us that they don't smoke anymore, and mm-hmm. um and then you find out that they smoke they you know yeah. they still can get insurance uh, so motivators is not what I'm yeah it's just a higher, higher it's just premium. that they have yeah. to pay a higher, higher premium, premium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know and you might yeah. agreed on a low premium until the test comes back you know because right. as the agent we we set the premium rates but we're not the underwriters so the right. underwriters are the ones who check the health like because they you know a lot of times they don't tell the agents the truth they'll say right. oh no i don't have this i don't have that and then when you send them to get tested all this type of stuff comes back so now you might agree doing 70 dollars, and now it's 210 dollars. <laughs> right 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 <laughs> like, yeah. you, you, you know you got this you got that <laughs> but yeah a yeah, lot of people try to commit and the right, smokers we- are the main ones Right when we first got um, life insurance, Deb had already stopped smoking and everything like that. Right, she had already went through, you know, my my, you know, because actually that's how my 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 actual program came about because that Deb was like my my test dummy. <laughs> right, right. So I did all kind of different experiments with her and everything like that. I like, if this works, that works, that works. You know what I'm saying? So she was doing trying trying different things and then I started learning that okay but different things with different people or different groups of people so I had to go into the whole science of the whole whole thing but it was all it was all good though so, so by the time we had got life insurance you know that even though we were young you know what I'm saying? She had already stopped smoking so it was all good right. you know what I'm but DJ Nelson is over there itching for a scratch so we're gonna get into this whole uh, block party mix and Nelson on this thrilling Thursday. Hey Nelson, yo yo yo! I want you to go a little break beat crazy today again, brother. You know what I'm saying on this thrilling Thursday. All right, bro. So this is what I want you to do, Nelson. I want you to start out with "Take Me to the Mardi Gras," Bob James. So y'all all know it as "Breaking Bells." 
or you know what I'm saying, Run DMC used it and stuff like that, or Peter Piper and all that stuff like that. But Bob James, the man, I would love to have Bob James up on here, man. You know what I'm saying? Because so many people sample Bob James. <laughs> He's such part of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? But yo, Nelson, start us off with take us take 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 me to the Mardi Gras, Bob James. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Break them bells off, bro. All right. So yo, so motivated. I want you to turn your boom boxes up. All right, because DJ Nelson, the maestro, is about to do his thing. I want you to tell a friend to tell a friend so we can keep doing this again and again and again and again. Yo, Nelson, are you ready? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Go. Stop what you're doing, what you're doing. and turn your radios up. You're in the mix with one of the best in the business. In the business. More music. <laughs> now, DJ Nelson, the maestro. Sometimes crazy. It's Cheryl Star, the superstar. Put your hands together for the king of the mashup, the DJ Nelson the Maestro. The motivator Jazzy G wants to know how do you like your coffee? The remix, a remix, a remix. It's thrilling Thursday with the motivator Jazzy G. We're celebrating 50 years of hip hop.
Are y'all ready to go for a ride? For a ride. Are y'all ready to go for a ride? Say what's up. Let's put that thing in full gear. the maestro.
We're celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Jamming with the Mashup King, DJ Nelson, the Maestro, Block Party Mix. The motivator Jazzy G is bringing you the funk. (laughs) 
morning coffee never tasted this good. This good. This good. time with the morning coffee crew and me as a friend even if I wanted to I couldn't give or lend you any he said well what it is what it is tell me what it is I say mister I hate to tell you I said listen and just then we begin to hear voices ringing S-O-U-L said well what are they saying to tell you. He said, yeah, tell me what it is. I'm so confused. I looked at him, and just then a tear began to roll down my cheek. I said, mister, what they're saying is, is, is. This is Alfred Woodley, star of the O-Clan. I'm jamming with the mashup king, DJ Nelson DeMaestro, Block party mix on the morning coffee with the motivator, Jazzy G, featuring Cheryl Stark.
Jazzy G is bringing you the funk. to pray. Are you coping with life? A little at a time? Or wasting it fast? I'll dope and cry. And how about that thing that you really want to do? What are you doing to make it come true? How did you get that hole in your shoe? By looking for a job that you know wasn't there. It's the morning coffee your truly motivated Jazzy D featuring show star. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7, the station with heart on iHeart. Nelson, yo, not only are you the mashup king, brother, but you are the breakbeat king. Thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you. I tried, brother. That's right, my man, my man, Nelson. That's what I'm talking about. Nelson. Yo, and Nelson, yo, Nelson know how to, to, to hit you with something that you ain't hear in a while. He's like, ooh, <laughs> oh man, Nelson is a, He's definitely a crate digger <laughs> So good, man so Now you gotta hit him up with Star Man You crate digger, you <laughs> <laughs> I Yo, crate digger so good <laughs> <laughs> Word up <laughs> So good Some people going, Yo, it's all good, though. That's right, <laughs> you that's the right. man now. You the thank man. You, thank you, my brother Jazzy. Thank you. It's all good on this Twitter Thursday here on Power Me Up Radio, y'all. It's morning coffee. <laughs> that's what it's about. Getting you up, getting you out. 
You know what I'm saying? You got to tell a friend to tell a friend. So we keep doing this again and again and again. So motivated. Hit us up. We want to hear from you. All right? That's, uh, hit us up. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat. All right, so yo, check this out, Saw. Check this out, because yes. before we get into your before we get into your thoughts of wisdom, you know what I'm saying? Because I know you got a really good thoughts of wisdom. All right, but we're gonna we're gonna really do some some. I just want to let y'all know something. So motivated. You, as we've been talking about, we're gonna be coming to television soon. Okay, 2024, uh, morning coffee. The morning Club with the motivated Jazzy D featuring Cheryl Star and DJ Nelson the Maestro is actually coming to television. We're coming to um, Apple TV, Roku, Apple TV, and um, we're gonna have uh, our own uh, YouTube channel and everything like that. You're gonna check us out. It's gonna be you're gonna have some fun with us. I'm, I'm just telling you. There's some other things that's that's gonna be happening with Part Unity and everything like that. That's that's a new network that's like out of this world. You you will see it and, and and you're gonna have fun with it. So I want you guys, because when you hit, if you haven't caught the, the radio show and you want to hear it again, you know you go to Spotify or you go to Apple Podcasts and you check it out, especially Spotify. But Spotify has an interaction where you can actually talk to us and we can interact with you back and forth, back and forth. So hit us up on Spotify, y'all. Spotify is doing some remarkable things. And I want y'all to take part of this Soul Motivators. All right, because there's some remarkable things going on, and, and, and this is new, new innovation, and we want you to, to get on the edge of this so we can have fun, man. Me, Star, and Nelson, man, we excited about this, all right? So motivated. So hit us up, man. Talk to us, all right? And, and, and we're going to make you part of the show and everything. It's a, a lot of new things are going on. Stay tuned, all right? But, but get involved, all right? Yo, yo, stop. Yes, yes, yes. You, you, I know you got some thoughts of wisdom for us now, right? Yes, indeed. Let's do it. All right, cool, cool. All right, so soul motivators, grab your paper and your pen, because Devil Star is about to go in with today's thoughts. It's time for your thoughts of wisdom with Cheryl Star. Thank you, Jazzy G. Soul motivators, today's thoughts of wisdom. They say too much of anything is not good for you. So if we don't balance our praise with accountability, we can ruin our children. And I say this so motivators because it's great to give your kids affection. It's great to praise them when they do something good. But we also have to balance it when they're doing something wrong. And we also have to know when to pull back and when to give. Like sometimes it's good to give encouragement when they're feeling down. But sometimes you got to step back and let them work their way through it. And I'm not a parent, so motivated. And so this this thoughts of wisdom can relate to how we treat people, how we work with people as well. The reason why I'm bringing it up with the parenting, because everybody was talking about, you know, lately the T.I. stuff, but also about, you know, how these kids are growing up. And, you know, Jazzy G and I talked about the fatherless homes or the mom raising the son. So. Everything in life has we have to find balance and and what we're attempting to do, because we could ruin these kids if we give them too much praise, because now they're going to think they don't have to work hard. 
and if you give them too much discipline they you might you might ruin them as far as so i think it has to be a balance there so they can understand life better and then they'll be able to navigate through their challenges in life without expecting a handout or without expecting someone to come save them because everybody got a life that they're going to live you know your kids going to live their life you're not going to be you can't walk your kids through life you cannot do that you can walk them to the bus stop you can walk them to school but you can't walk them through life so i'll say this one more time they say too much of ev- too much of anything is not good for you so if we don't balance our praise with accountability we can ruin a child back to you jazzy g follow cheryl star's thoughts of wisdom on facebook thank you cheryl star for today's thoughts of wisdom you're welcome indeed 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 and, and, and start you know a lot what you said had me thinking about you know this video that went viral mm-hmm. okay um a mother went to a school and to, to discipline her son basically whipped his behind right right so she went to the school and all you saw her was drag him up and bring him outside to lighten him up with the belt all right and just lighten him up and then two teachers were standing there so i'm surmising these are the teachers that he was being disrespectful to probably right, right. in the in classroom or like because mm-hmm. she made him apologize to them so i don't know exactly what he said and what he did so right. you just know he was getting lit, lit up and everything right she was in his face and she was cursing at him and calling him all kind of n-words and all kind of stuff you know what i'm saying mm. and so yeah it was it was I, got, me, I didn't get to see the video but i saw like yeah. some of it but then it disappeared but it was it was a little bit hard for me to watch it triggered wow. me a bit because <laughs> you know I, i've been through all that stuff before and, right, right, and, with the nuns and stuff, yeah. Oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. So just imagine, you know what I'm saying, where my mother didn't have to come up there and do none of that to me because the nuns did that to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> they, minus the N-word, <laughs> okay, they didn't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But so she beat the, the, so they beat the child? Oh, yeah. They, she was oh, beating yeah. them and... and, and she she lit them up and she was in his face and she was... She was calling all kind of names and you know what I'm saying? Right. So made him wow. apologize and everything. So now this is the deal. A lot of people, because it wasn't my post. I didn't post it. I saw it mm-hmm. and I commented on it just like a lot of people commented on So of course there was both sides of the comment. So people right. were commenting right. and that, yo, that's what he needed. That's that's what he get. That's what he needed. That's, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. That, you know what I'm saying? Kids don't get that today. That's why they out of hand. Blah blah blah. Then you had the other ones go say that's you know what I'm saying that's trauma and, and that's you know that right. she she went overboard and and that's abuse. You know what I'm saying basically right. saying that's abuse. Okay. So what I had said because I, I read a lot of the comments. Right. And right. Scrolls in the comments. So I said if you think if that's that if you think that was effective, you're mistakenly wrong. Hmm. Okay, the childhood trauma that's going to come from that boy. All right, the name calling, the humiliation, all those things, mm-hmm. not going to help him at all. Okay, what it's going to do is, is, is build him up with, with resentment. It's going to build him up to either he's going to do one or two things. He's going to have some deep rooted hate, or he's he's going to feel that that anything um, he's he going to feel he has to be submissive. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So he won't have a backbone. 
either one, either one, it, it's gonna take. It could go either way, he, right? Or he'll become violent toward women. But I was getting ready to say a that. Woman get in his face. Anytime a woman get in his face, right? He's see his mother, and he gonna punch her in her face. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's where it comes from. Because don't, don't think that only only men that are violent toward women are the men that saw their mother get beat and all that type of stuff. No, 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 no. The ones that had those mothers that did that to them, mm-hmm. also, those are the men that smack around women because they see their mother, okay? Or the women that disciplines them and, and they right. said it being unfairly. So now you are like, I can smack you. I couldn't mm-hmm. smack my mother, but I can right. smack you. Right, you know right, right. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where that that comes from. Also, so don't. You know what I'm saying? So I was letting them know they sadly mistaken to think that that was a good thing. All mm-hmm. right. So now I got the majority of people that that hearted me up for what I said. So I said a little more profound than what I'm saying to it now because I can't remember everything word for word. So or for Bradham, I can't remember everything how it, how it, how I said it, but. I just was putting the psychology behind it, the practical psychology behind where the trauma is, and I ended with who's gonna who's gonna fix him now. You know what I'm saying? Who's gonna fix the boy? Mm-hmm. Okay, because and and I and I did put in that if he's acting out in school, that is anytime a child's acting out in school, that is a clear sign that something wrong in the, in the house. Yeah, when a child's acting out in the home. A school-aged child acting out in the home, mm-hmm. that's a clear sign that something wrong in the school, okay? It's clear, okay? Mm-hmm. That's psychology 101. Right. Psychology 101, okay? That's not even hard to, to, to look up that, that part, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's what I mentioned. So now you had a lot of people that, that, that big, bigged it up with a lot of hearts and what I was saying. Then you had those who challenged me. So you had people that my fact, one person, I, I don't, I'm surmising that he was saying, well, you have a podcast, you don't want to be canceled. I think he, the person that said that was saying that I was, I was trying to be politically correct. Oh, okay. Because if I say, if I say, yeah, that's right, he should be the, he, he the guy that's behind mm. me, da, 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 mm-hmm. da, that, that people will come at me, you know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, no, not at all. So I, I just said to that person, because I, you know, what I said, I would be canceled or what that I was trying to give them to give me clarity. Mm-hmm. So now there were other people who was like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. There was those who said, man, you soft. You know what I'm saying? They stripped just called me soft. One guy just called me soft. Uh, you soft. Okay. So I answered him back and I said, well, what makes me soft? So then I went through the practical psychology of it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what makes me soft? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm saying people like that are always because you even hear comedians, they'll say, you know what I'm saying, what's wrong with kids today? They don't get their behind me. Right. All right. So now I ask for receipts. Show me the receipts that corporal punishment made a better adult. Show it to me. Show it to me. Because I guarantee you, going to any prison. USA, any prison, USA, talk to the men, talk to women. Let's, let's stay, on, let's stay on the men right now, because that was a little boy. Talk mm-hmm. to the men, because they, because they met, because one of the girls, the one that called me soft said, you know, I'm on that timeout stuff. What, what would be better, timeout or something like that? One of them said something like that. Okay. <laughs> and I answered, I said, well, I raised my kids on timeout. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, got guy in Nigeria tell you on the quickness about time out in the corner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they tell you on the quickness they had it, and it didn't, it wasn't called time out. It was it was called quiet time. I just gave you a new name. <laughs> quiet time was just time. It was, 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 was oh, time out. Man. I called it quiet time, right? And they hated quiet time. They tell you this to this day. I hate quiet time. One time I had a guy in the corner so long I forgot about it. She fell asleep. <laughs> I had to go get her like, oh my baby. <laughs> but but again, show me the receipts. Show me the receipts where corporal punishment turned out better adults. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, going to any prison USA. And you talk to those men that are incarcerated, the one with the most violent crimes, and you and you tell them and, and listen to their story and let hear see if you get one story of any of those men that been incarcerated. So, Yo, you know, you know, being on time out just just you know was just trouble for me, and I, I you know what I'm saying, and then, and then my mother would just talk to me and then put me on time out, and then I just couldn't take it anymore, so I just had to kill my hamster, and then when after I killed my hamster, I killed the cat, and then after I killed the cat, I just had to kill Joey because you know right, I couldn't take right. time out. No, right. you won't get, get none it. of that. Right. You would get, you know what I'm saying? I used to get beat upside my head. And right. my mother would take with this, but she would just take anything and, and bash me. And right. that's what you're gonna get. Those right. are the stories you're gonna get. So don't tell me. Don't don't keep. I don't know why people keep bringing up time out like there's something wrong with it. Like it, you know what I'm saying? Especially people, because I know people that with the time out, they don't even work it. They don't even work it. They don't even try it. I know that for a fact. Did you see that sidebar real quick? Did you see the viral video of the timeout? And it was a black couple. The mother told the daughter, you on timeout. And so she was standing there and they showed the time. I think she was there for about 10 minutes and the dad came in and, you know, he was like daddy's little baby. And and Uh it was like, um, what are you doing standing in the corner? And she said, Mommy, put me on time. He goes, Come on, up. get out the t-. He He just took the daughter away from wherever she, the mother told her to stand. And next thing you know, they showed the video again. The dad and the mother was there. And, and, no, the dad and the little girl. They both the dad and the little the girl. Yeah. The time out. And he was like, "How many time? How much? How many minutes you got?" <laughs> so, so they was basically saying the woman ran the guy as well because you know he's like, "Daddy's little girl, you ain't." Uh, uh-uh, mom. Yeah, I'll talk to your mother. Yeah, the mom ran the I house. Mean, That's it, why it might have been. It might. It's, you know, it probably was a skit because it was funny. But, it was. It was a skit. It was a skit. I think was, you know. Making fun of, yeah, yeah they're they're making, making fun, fun of but I guess, yeah. right? But I think to learn from it is that both parents have to be on the same page because exactly. Uh, exactly. that will that will change that you know the direction of the child. And then they'll always find excuses uh, and, and and to go to. Right? Because we we because we knew they would they would put the children were pitting parents against each other for one. Right. That, that always happens. So you right. have to be on the same page. Now let me explain something to you. I'm so motivated. So the, as I, I'm speaking about that, with right, when I they say it's soft, and, I, I want to make something clear about also. So now, my I, I'm a girl dad. I only have daughters. All right. So I'm not saying my girl never got spankings or anything. Okay. My wife used to light them up if needed. Okay, mm-hmm. and they would tell you that. And if y'all heard. If y'all heard the the, the, the episodes, the time when we did the dedication to my wife and everything um, um, for her birthday on, on on the morning coffee back in April and everything like that, we did the whole series on on celebrating her life and everything like that. And I had my daughters, I had all four of my daughters on the show, and they told you 
Mommy don't play. You know what I'm saying? They, right. and they used to say because my wife name my, my wife name is Debbie. Her, her maiden name is Debbie Allen. Okay. Right. So as a rainy, she was Debbie Allen Rainey. So so the kids, the joke amongst our kids was that you don't want Debbie Allen to come see you. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie Allen don't play. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? You want Mrs. Rainey to see you. That my kids used to say it like that because the way she dealt with the kids, because she was Mama Rainey to the, to, to Roosevelt. So right. the, the the children of, of Roosevelt, you know what I'm saying? She was the second mother to all of them. So they, they, my kids joke was always, you don't want Debbie Allen to come see you. You want, you want Mama Rainey to see you because she can be right. more understanding. You know what I'm saying? Because Debbie Allen gonna light you up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so don't think that my kids don't know that portion of it. Right. It's just that that's not the first thing we go to. And we right. don't do it, it, we don't do it, it wasn't done in the second, because, because, because Deb, Deb worked in the school. So Deb was in the, in the high school, in the middle school. So, she, and she started out in the high school, then later she went to the middle school. Mm-hmm. But when she was in the high school, matter of fact, one time she caught Nigeria in the hallway cursing up a storm. You know what I'm right. saying? Cursing up a storm. Right. You know what I'm saying? She yoked her up, took her into her office, and then, you know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, bam. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you do not. You understand? <laughs> that type of thing. Okay? She didn't play, but what she didn't do, what she didn't do was do that over the top. Talking down to you, making you, belittling you. Mm-hmm. And you have to be conscious of all those things. So what I was expressing to them is that everything that that, that lady did was done because there is no other, I, I can guarantee there's not a male figure there. Because the he probably would have came to the school. Exactly. And <laughs> you know? why would, right, because I'm surmising that only because why wouldn't you let your husband, boyfriend, or the father of that child yes. come to the school and discipline him or you snatch him up and this and that, you know what I'm saying? Because even when, when, when Jasmine and, and, and my nephew Prince was going to the same elementary school, they was in the same class all the way up until like the fifth grade or something like that. Mm-hmm. All the way from kindergarten to the fifth grade, it was in the same class. And, and he was acting out, you know what I'm saying? My nephew was acting out at one time. And I hemmed him up in the house, not at the school, I, 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 I hit him up at my, at my mother's mm-hmm. and I said to him and I had him off the ground and everything and, I, and I'm talking to him and I said, you know, you act up in school again. I'm coming up to the school. Okay. Right. And, and he was like, no, Uncle God, no, Uncle God. All right. I'm, all right. Uncle God, no, Uncle God. Because that's the last thing he wanted me to do to come up to the school. Right. And, and you know what I'm saying? And discipline him. Right. No kid saying? want that. No kid wants that. Okay. Yes. All right. And that's just my thread of that. Straighten him out. Straighten him out. Right. I'm a man. And the man. Right. Energy. And he take you seriously. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? He took. Yeah. Right. The man energy. The masculine energy that, that, that fills him, that gave him. You know what I'm saying? Right. My cup runs over into his. You know what I'm saying? Pour over because that's what he needed. His right. father wasn't in his life. So my nephew needed a male. Got what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what he needed. That was his problem. And that's a lot of problems with young boys. You know what I'm saying? Especially young black boys. The right. father not being there. That male energy. And it doesn't just happen with black kids. It happens with a lot of boys. Got what I'm saying? The father energy is not there. You understand what I'm saying? And look at the ones that, that, that shoot up places and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Because the energy is that they don't have the right energy. I've been bullied and I've been bullied and, and the bullying and the but I tell you about the bullying. Bullying starts at home and in the school. 
Mm-hmm. Teachers are the biggest bullies around. Next to police officers, you know what I'm saying, law enforcement. Next to law, law enforcement is the number one bully. Next to that is teachers. How many people told you stories of how their teacher told them they went in the mouth or something? How many times Biggie to everybody, even the ball player, the, the ball player in, in, um, in Boston, on the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. that his teacher told him he wasn't going to make it to the NBA. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to be all that. Right, you know what I'm right. His teacher. You get what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I remember when Dr. Africa said, he said, man, you have, if a young black boy have two bad teachers, he's almost ruined. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Statistically, he's almost ruined. You get what I'm saying? Because so much uh, forces are against him, you know what I'm saying? Because teachers make a difference. You know what I'm saying? They're the ones that really make a difference in your life. You know what I'm saying? So, right. again, right. So, th- that's where a lot of bullies, that's why they can't solve the bullying problem in, in public schools because the biggest bullies are the teachers. And I know right now teachers are, are not, they're not happy with me saying that. They're not happy, but I guarantee you, when you go through my bullying program, bully, you know what I'm saying, the mind of a bully, because I'm, I'm a bully. I, you know what I'm saying? I come up as a bully. I'm the bully. Okay? So, I guarantee you, I, matter of fact, I want, my, when my program, the mind of a bully, is, is, is ready to go and everything like that, I am going to be targeting law enforcement and teachers for that reason. Because they are the they are the, the number one bullies that we have. You know what I'm saying? That and politicians, of course. <laughs> but politicians are slick with their bullying. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we even call it the bully pulpit. We, we, we see that on if you watch C-SPAN, you see it all the time. You see the bullying. You see the. You, you ever watch C-SPAN star? No, I don't. Yeah, if you watch C-SPAN, they show you the they show you. Um, legislation from from different places in there and they have it i say new york one type of stations they have in new york you can watch the, the legislations and, and stuff like that you see a lot of bullying going on mm-hmm. so between law enforcement education and, po- and politics that, that's bully central the three right there that's bully central and when you want to solve the bullying problem solve it in those three sectors right there i guarantee you Bullying would be wiped away. You saw you saw it in law enforcement, uh, education, and politics. Gone, gone. You know what I'm saying? Almost in an instant. You know what I'm saying? Overnight, almost. <laughs> if you saw it in those three, those three areas. But to, to get back to the story, so those who were, were that felt that uh, corporal punishment is the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. Because they were raised with the corporal punishment. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? So they think that that's what's going to make... Because it didn't stop a lot of us from doing a lot of things. You know what? Corporal punishment made a lot of people sneaky. That's what it did. Mm-hmm. It made a lot of people sneaky. Because, you know what I'm saying? So either you learned to... You know when, when you talked about when you when you betrayed your father right. and, and, and everything like that, and you thought he was going to light you up? You know what I'm saying? He showed you, he showed you his heart. He showed you his disappointment. That affected you more than anything. I didn't. Right. Right. Yeah. He showed you his heart. And I think that, I think that yeah. kids learn better that way because so they get your heart. So you child right. your heart. I guarantee right. that would affect them more than anything. That affects them more than you taking away toys, taking away the games, taking away this and that. Because you give them all that stuff anyway. You and they feed their ego. We love right. to feed our kids ego. And then when their ego go overboard, then we go, what's wrong with you, Billy? Right. What would you, you feeding them? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like feeding someone. It's like overfeeding someone and then telling them they fat. You know what I'm saying? 
Right. Yeah, it makes no sense. Right. right. Makes no sense. So again, that because we do it, we do it to them all the time. Because when we feed their ego, we feed our own. That's what that. That's where that comes. And that's why again. I said, you know, it's it's hard for people to practice balance, but they because sometimes they put more energy into this way and less into this way, but they right. don't realize that they gotta find a balance so that exactly. you know, they could teach them. But exactly. a lot of times, like exactly. you said, uh, you know, given that the punishment of back in the days. Is is not the answers because those punishment is really violence in the, in this way, and a lot of times people say, "Oh, they get that from slavery." Because whenever the slave that's masters, exactly. was and that's bad, what I said, I they, said they abused the, the kid. You know, one thing that I said, one of the other things that because you rang that bell for me, one of the other things that I said, and and right. made my comment, I said he didn't learn anything but supremacy. That's what the right. little, girl, the little boy learned. He right. learned supremacy. Okay? So, because his mother, all she did was just, you know what I'm saying? All she did was just overpower him and just, you know what I'm saying? She, right. she disciplined him with corporal punishment in a way that he, she humiliated. And talked okay. down on him at the same time. Right. She talked down on him. You can't, talking down to, to your children is not the move. Okay? Right. Because when you find your children talking down, that's why you find kids. In the lunchroom, talking down on other other kids and everything right, like that. Right. That that's come from the home. That comes from the home. Okay. All you have to do, if you and really want to observe children, learn that from. Right. right. <laughs> if you want to observe children, just be very quiet in the lunchroom and just watch everybody in elementary right. school. Just watch the kids in the lunchroom in elementary school, and you right. will know exactly how their home is. You will know exactly right. what their home life is like. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta be exorbitant enough. Some teachers aren't exorbitant enough because they have their favorites and then they have their this and then that and then they feed their own ego and everything like that. And I'm not picking on teachers right now because I know teachers right now are going, damn, Jazz, you can like, you know, you actually got thing against us teachers. No, I love teachers. Love y'all. Okay? Because again, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for teachers, if it wasn't for the educators that came into my life, my life would have been different. You know what I'm saying? Three educators saved me, okay? Three black men from Harlem saved me, okay? Bible school teacher, eighth grade teacher, JV basketball coach. These three educators saved me, you know what I'm saying? I give them credit all the time. And that's what teachers can do, save you. They can, they can change your life. Mm-hmm. But the right. ones that do that bullying thing and because they, they, they have their favorites and all that stuff, they will ruin another child's life. And you got and they got to understand that. And just as you said, Star, it has to be balanced. Teachers also have to have balance. Right. Parents have to have balance. Teachers have to have balance. Right. And, and, and one of my favorite shows um, that, that come on um, uh, on Hulu, um, Abbott Elementary, right? And and one of the episodes is that the, the, the teacher, um, the parent came to the school because the child was acting up. So the teacher wanted the parent and the teacher, her and, and, and the parent, to kind of work together to get him the uh, acting right. You know what I mean? So what can we do? So now the teacher, she tried to, she's all optimistic and we're going to have a, you know, we're going we're gonna to get down to the bottom of this and we're going to help her. And the parent said, well, you the teacher. You can't, you can't control him? Oh, wow. What kind of teacher are you? So you must be a bad teacher if you can't control him. 
Wow. You can't control the, the second grade or whatever grade you teach. I think it's like second, third grade, something like that. I think it's third grade. You know what I'm saying? So you must be a bad teacher. So now the teacher, after the, the parent left, she started questioning herself and she was crying and everything. Okay? But what it is is that the parent had to deflect because she was being a bad parent. So when she said to her, right. you must be a bad teacher, all she was saying to her that I'm not going to let you call me a bad parent. Right. Before you're a bad teacher, yeah, before you call first. me a bad parent. Yeah. Right. Because she understands that the child. Because again, children that act out in school, something's going on at home. Children that act out at home, something's going on in school. It's just that simple. Just that simple. So you got to investigate it. So when that teacher wanted to have that parent for them to be on the same page, as we talked about before, with parents being on the same page, parents and teachers also have to be on the same page. Right. Okay. Now, I understand the single mother plight because my mother worked two jobs. You know what I'm saying? So, again, see, my, my oldest siblings, my, the, the four oldest, were raised by my grandparents. Okay? My mother was not the best mother to them. She was cruel to them. She, corporal punishment was everything. She beat the living daylights out of her just saying the wrong thing. She knocked my oldest brother out for sucking his teeth. And she hit him with a pipe, okay, and knocked him out. And the cops was like, well, what did he do that you knocked him out? And she said, suck his teeth. The cop was like, suck his teeth? And the cop, and my mother said, that's what she figured out. That she, she, she said, they, that white, they would have tried that to lock people, up. <laughs> no, that, that white people, no, nah, back then they didn't, nah. No, I said today. Today, yeah, today up. with the kids. Yes. The, these, today, my my mother would have handcuffs on. She would yes. have she would have been jailed, yes. diapers. They would have took yep. your uh, exactly, exactly. Okay, but back then it's different story. You know what I'm saying? Because discipline, you know, couple punishment. Right. You know I'm saying, especially among black people, they didn't care. You know what I'm saying? So when it, so when she told the white cop he sucked his teeth, she said he said, "What's that?" <laughs> You know what I'm saying? What's up in your teeth? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that was something that black people did. That white folks do it now. But you know what I'm saying? That was just something that was, that was another black thing, you know, back in those days. You know what I'm saying? But uh, again, and then there's another time when my mother, she had told the story about my, both my brothers. You know, my brother Walter and my brother Curtis. My, my mother was beating my, my brother Walter so bad, my brother Curtis was trying to stop her. And she was like, oh, you're trying to jump me? And she grabbed the both of them in the headlock and clunked their heads together. <laughs> And knocked them out. Oh. Knocked their heads together. Pow! And then they, they, they fell out. You know what I'm saying? And then my grandmother was like, had to come to their rescue type of thing. But my grand, my grandparents raised us the first four, basically. You know what I'm saying? Because my mother didn't know nothing about being a parent. She was a teenage mother. She worked and she, you know, she left school, worked and everything. So she was mad at the world and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? And those four kids, it was four kids, three different daddies. You get what I'm saying? My mother was raped and molested at the age of nine by by the oh, by wow. the church by the church deacon. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was my mother was my mother was raped inside the church. Mm-hmm. At nine, wow. nine years old. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. See the anger. See where that comes from. You get what I'm saying? So I'm just telling you her story. Why? Because 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 many of y'all tell us, man, she kind of wow. But understand wow, why she's that way. Right, right. My grandmother used to leave my mother alone when she was a kid. Okay, because my grandmother was a party girl. My mother was my grandmother was a party girl. She'd be in the Savoy and all that. Stuff. You know what I'm saying? Until you know what I'm saying? Until. Um, my uncle's father came along and, and, and then she, she, she married him and then had my, 
had my uncle and everything like that, and my and 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 he adopted my mother and everything like that, then that changed him. You know what I'm saying? That changed him at the age of, for her for the, at the age of twelve. You know what I'm saying? But that that's what life was like for her. You know what I'm saying? And the rules of engagement back then was much different than they are today. Mm-hmm. So, and everything is corporal punishment, and it comes from white supremacy, and it's handed down. Right. We think it's right. We think it's right because it was white. That's the problem. Right. We think it is right because it was white. And now white folks act like they don't beat their kids because progressive white people say, oh, no, we don't beat Johnny. Right. You think oh. that that's white folks. That's not white folks. That's progressive white folks. Southern white folks beat the hell out of their children. Beat the hell out of them. You talk to Southern black folk, Southern white folks, they have to all tell you about the beatings that they got, just like you, bro. Just like you. No different. It's just that you're around the, the, the Northern progressive whites that talk, talk that different story. You understand what I'm saying? But the real deal is corporal punishment. Okay? But it doesn't work. The jails fill of those people. Doesn't work. And when Dr. Spark came out with the, the psychology, the behavioral psychology of little Johnny and tried to tell you how you have to talk to him, how you how children feel and, and they have feelings. They are human beings. Nobody wanted to listen to Dr. Spark. Nobody yeah. wanted to listen to him. Everybody challenged his book. They kept challenging. Well, you don't know what he's talking about. Because I used to hear my mother talk all that. And my mother was dead wrong. Dead wrong. And then when I started studying psychology, I was there telling my mother, you know, you was wrong, Mom. <laughs> right. You were really wrong. <laughs> Dr. Spark had it right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but and then they, tried, they even kept challenging him up until he died. They, kept, they were saying things like, oh, his, fa- his, uh, his children, they didn't turn out all that great. And this and this and that. They did well. His children does well. <laughs> Just because they're not doctors like him? They're not psychologists? Do y'all think cause they all supposed to be psychologists? No. they they whoever they wanted to be in life. And they're doing fine. And their children are doing fine. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're trying to make it seem like he didn't, he didn't know what he was talking about. His children do all that. Well, what you want them, what you wanted them to be? Astronaut? That's not what he's talking about. His book never told you, this is how you raise an astronaut. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, this is how you help. This is how you raise a healthy, mentally, emotionally child. They're human beings, okay. And you got to understand who they are, cause we don't. Cause like, like I said to you, we never recognize who the black sheep of the family truly is. Mm-hmm. That is the savior. That's the savior. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We kick the black sheep to the curb. The black sheep is save, trying to save the family. If you understand that, you, you're willing to fix your family now. But if you want to run away from that, that means you don't want to face the real damage of, of, of what's going on in your family. And that's, and that's just the truth about that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not pointing fingers because like, people, like I said, they start calling me soft and all that type of stuff. Oh, that's another one to say. Sit down. <laughs> that's what he said. He started with me. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so after I went in on him, but with psychology, then I said, now I'll go sit down. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But I hit him with that. And, and I had to make my little plug, too. I was like, okay, and you can get this from my books. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You can read my books and get my programs, and you can hit me. You know what I'm saying? It, it's all good. <laughs> that it was a, a surprise that so many men comment on your comment versus women, you know, because I would expect that women might say that, you know what I mean? Like that's, from that's what, yeah, that's soft. why I made sure I looked to kind of see okay, okay this who was man, this for the woman. Right. Yeah, I wanted to see who was what and what's what. You know what I'm saying? But it mostly was men talking to me and, and saying wow. that, that. And and a lot of people that, as a matter of fact, two people that made a comment that agreed with what I was saying. You know, and because uh, matter of fact, with one of the person answered the person that was telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about. She was right. saying, you know what I'm saying? So then the person was saying. That it is childhood trauma. He will be traumatized, and from that, and this and this and that, was breaking it down. That person was breaking it down. You know, I just, I just said on that person on a comment, I just replied, "Thank you." Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that was just my little dig. Thank you. I love reading the comments, though. I, I do too. I, I, I love just, the comments because the caption it was someone else's post. It wasn't even my post. Right, and I was just reading everybody's comment. I'm, I, right. I watched it, and I, was, I just wanted to read what how people felt about how people feel about it. Right. I assessed it. Yeah, I assessed the whole thing. I said, "Oh man, this would be yeah, great." I, for I, us to talk sometimes about I everything. comment as well, like you know, like you said, yeah. if it was warrant, you right. wanted to speak on it, and yeah. I felt I should comment on it because right. what I was getting out of everything, I just gave my surmise of it. You know what I'm saying? And, and giving hope. Right. You know, I, I felt that. I felt that you know Dr. Cleo Madonna's would have wanted me to comment. She would, <laughs> right? She would just you know tell the training I gave you, you put that in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I just you know I just gave my my surmise of of what I was watching. I don't know the beginning to it. I don't know what the little boy did, but it any it doesn't really it doesn't matter what he did. Because where it sprung from, it has to come from home. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Because when, when a child acts out in school like that, he's not acting out just because it happened in school. He's acting out because it has home. It's happened things that happen at home and school is not resolving. You get what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. the same thing if you go the opposite route. They come home and they act out. They're acting out at home because cause the home is not resolving what happened in school. You know what I'm saying? So that they choose those places to act out because they're crying for help. It's a cry for help. Okay. I'm not saying that that little boy didn't need any kind of discipline. Right. That kind of discipline was not the answer. Yeah. yeah. Don't traumatize children to discipline children when they grow up and they, they become hard to handle because, right, because again, you got to remember between the age of two and 13, this. Children are now developing their ego. They they standing into their ego. They putting a the flag to their ego, and now their ego has become what we call quote unquote personality. So by the time they're thirteen, and that's why they become so difficult between the ages of thirteen and sixteen. They become the most dis- dip- difficult to handle in that age range because they now their ego their ego means more to them to, than the parents. But you fed them their ego. So now their ego is fat and you wanna 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 know why the ego's fat. But you fed it. You know what I'm saying? So again, in order to break that egotistical mind, you know what I'm saying? You it has to happen either very early or you have to get rid of your ego. 
you have to teach, teach the child how to 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 eliminate their ego by showing them that you're eliminating yours. But we're we're too afraid to eliminate our ego and be our authentic self because our authentic self get its heart broken too many times. All right, so motivated. That's one of the reasons why you don't want to show your authentic self the most because that part of you gets its heart broken too many times by people that's supposed to love you the most. That's what happens. But that's what I got to say about that because DJ Nelson, the maestro, is giving us the wrap-up sign. So we're going to have to take our deep breaths. But this, this subject here is near and dear to me because, you know what I'm saying, I, I grew up in an era that, you know saying, you know, beating was the thing. You know what I'm saying? It was like, right. and, and, and that shoe-throwing mother, you know what Eddie Murphy said, that shoe-throwing mother, you know, I had right. one of those. <laughs> right. So it, it's okay. And, and I went to Catholic school, and I went to Catholic school with the, the nuns that used to beat you up. You know what I'm saying? Just having have, not having your homework. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So instead of them checking them, yeah, this okay, is an ongoing. Right? You have your homework. Is something going on right. at home? They didn't care. <laughs> you ain't do your homework. Pow! <laughs> oh man! And that causes fear and anxiety to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. 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 You know one of the reasons why I, I, we don't rest. You, you know, it's time when it's quiet and you're at home and you feel like you need to do something. I need mm-hmm. to get something done. I need to get there. You know why? Because because you come from a home that you had a lot of chores, and before you can go out and play or watch TV or, or, or relax yourself, you have to get all your chores done. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that caused the anxiety that we have today as adults. It actually did. Yeah, exactly. I went. I talked about that. And, time. and what happens but, when it had nothing to do? It made you lazy. <laughs> right. Well, it didn't make you. It didn't make you lazy. The laziness has a lot to do with depression. So that's another story. So we're gonna yeah, get we on to that another time. We're gonna get on to all this another time. So much of it, but I want you to hit us up. How you, whatever you feel about this, I, I want I want to hear from you. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Hit us up. Talk to us about this. All right. But we're gonna have a show in the future about all, all those things and talk about it. All right. It's all good. So now, but let's take our deep breath and say our affirmation, protection, prayer. All right. So this is going to tell be just that. Thrilling. All right. So breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. One more time, beloved. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extended. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. No matter where we are, God is and all is God. It's Thrilling Thursday with the motivator, Jazzy G. That is your affirmation, protection prayer for the day, beloved. You take that with you no matter where you go today. No matter if it's work, school, or play on the Thrilling Thursday. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Stop. Yes, yes. You hitting that, you hitting that blueberry hill today, girl? Absolutely. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good in my hood, y'all. It's all good in my hood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, but listen up. So motivated. Again, go to Spotify. 
Talk to us, man. Spotify has a whole interaction thing. Go to go to Spotify, Morning Coffee with the Motivated Jazzy D featuring Chip Star. All right. Go there, get interactive with us. We want to hear from you, man, because we want we want you guys to, to start using all those things and we want to have fun with it and everything like that. So Spotify is telling us, man, you know, encourage your people to, to use those things, our new stuff, all right? So that's what we want you to do, all right? All right, me, Star, Nelson, we're going to take two steps to the rear get on out of here, y'all. We love you. <laughs> have some fun today. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>